Welcome to Pastors Confidential. We're Michelle and Eric Waters, and we're two pastors, one podcast. On each episode, we'll be answering one of your questions about God, the Bible, faith, and life. We're so excited you're joining us. Hi, I'm Michelle. And I'm Eric. And we are back with Pastors Confidential. Yep. Still in a series about the Holy Spirit and the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Yep, we're kind of getting to the end of it. We are. Today we're going to do faithfulness. Mm -hmm. We will do self-control after that, and that will wrap it up. Yeah, and then after that, do we know what's going on? I do. You got some good ideas. but I have one good idea. So you'll just kind of let me know when we (laughs) get there. Well, we got to flesh it out a little bit. Well, we'll talk after this or sometime soon. But we have a couple weeks for that. Yeah, we do. Yeah. But the biggest news, as you've seen, is we are getting a dog tomorrow. Yes, when, uh, you, when you hear this, I guess, because we're recording Sunday evening, uh-huh. you will, it will be Monday and we will be getting the dog. Yeah, yeah probably like right about that same time, too. Something like that, yeah. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, so I hope so. It's been a long so. journey. I really hope so. Yeah. Yes, this is a journey of faithfulness. Yes, it is, because we've been married for how many years? 23 plus. Yeah, and so how many years have we been uh, looking for a dog? Like a week. No, like 23 years. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah. Okay. Yes, I realize that. Uh-huh. So you were faithful. I was very faithful. Faithful to my wife, first and foremost. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, you know, faithful to this uh, this dream. I mean, uh, I, so... Well, you haven't wanted a dog since I the... I have always I mean, I know dog. you've always yeah. had a dog, but when we were first married and having babies, you didn't want a dog necessarily, did you? Well, I, you know, I wouldn't have objected if we had one. Oh, yeah. well, yeah, I don't know that you said that too much, but okay. Well, anyway. But yes, con- yes. So what happened to you to like, uh, like what, what, what flip switched in your mind that you decided, okay, this is the time? Probably just this crazy world we live in. I figured Jesus is coming back, so let's get a dog. It'll probably be only a week, and, and then we can all be in heaven. Sounds like something the Apostle Paul would say. <laughs> I just don't think it's going to have to last that long. Oh. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Well, that might be part of it, to be honest, but um, there's a lot of pandemic puppies. Yeah, a lot of know? them. Yeah. Yeah. And we were fortunate. So you want to tell us a little bit of the story about how we uh, got the dog? Yeah, we'll do it real quick okay. because a lot of them heard. But anyways, no, the kids have wanted a dog. Uh, they used to ask all the time. I used to say when we were done having babies, we would have a dog. And we actually had babies for quite a long time. Yeah, yeah, kind of a lot more than we thought. Yeah, you know. And then that kind of wore off. Like the girls, one of our kids got bit by a dog in Ohio, and mm-hmm. so they all kind of turned on that idea, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But in the last couple of years, it's been a repush from the boys, especially. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I don't yeah. know. It just you know things. The world has come together in a perfect storm, and here we are. Yeah, and you know Sophie and I. She's of course our, our oldest. Mm-hmm. She and I were talking that. Uh, you know, for the for the other kids, instead of getting them a dog, we just kind of you know get them a younger brother or sister. Like, <laughs> so for the longest time, instead oh, of getting one, yeah. a puppy to play with, we were just like get you know, another sibling. get another baby, right? right. Uh, but then that's been what eight years since that's happened. Yeah, so eight yeah, years, it's kind of high plus. time for a puppy. Yeah. So. so anyways, we get him tomorrow. Tonight we are voting on the name. Mm-hmm. So maybe we'll update the update you on that tomorrow. Um, tonight at around nine thirty, after we watch a family movie night, we are going to vote on a name. So that's if we right. all survive that, that's going to be very interesting. Yeah, it should be, but we'll, we'll get it done. Yeah. Can I tell them my really cheesy name? As long as we're not going to use it. What's okay. your cheesy? Oh, so you I, already did that. Okay, well, I'll, I'll tell those anyway. So, oh so here's gosh. the thing. I've always wanted to name a dog Peeve, so I could introduce it and say, here's my pet Peeve. That is... Thank so you. horrible, Thank you. and you already put that on I Facebook. I love it. So, okay. I love it. Goodbye. Okay, yeah. let's talk about faithfulness. Okay. All right. So, I have always had faith. I, I don't remember a time in my entire life when I didn't have faith. You know, I mm-hmm. mean, I probably doubted here and there, um, and I kind of claimed it as my own as a teenager, but I don't remember ever a time where I literally didn't believe in God. 
Now, that's not true for you. Oh, gosh, no. I mean, the first uh, 22 years of my life, I didn't believe. And very, uh, I was very uh, convinced and adamant in the fact that I did not believe. Yeah. Right. So I guess the question is, how do we get faith, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a question a lot of people want to yeah. know about. Um, you know, as Christians, we believe that the Spirit gives you faith. Right. You can't come to faith without the Spirit. So mm-hmm. talk a little bit about that. Yeah, well, you know, ultimately, there are things you can do. And so you can you can research these things. You can ask. You can pray. You can question. You can read the Bible. Which is there, what you did. Which is right? exactly what I okay. did, right? Uh, that there are things you can do when you're on that journey of faith. Uh, but really, it's uh, when when push comes to shove, it really, faith is a miracle. Faith mm-hmm. is a gift of God. It's only by the grace of God that we are saved, and that means by, by the by, by the grace of God we are given faith to believe in Him and to to hold on to that gift that He is offering to mm-hmm. us. Uh, the Apostle Paul talks about how uh, no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the power of the Holy Spirit. Right. Uh, and then elsewhere in Ephesians, you know, this is what we're studying in a Bible study, you and I. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in Ephesians, you know, he talks about it once you were without hope, you were lost, mm. you were aliens, you were dead. And, you yeah. know, dead men tell no tales, dead men have no faith. And so you spiritually were dead before we come to Jesus. Uh, and so if we're dead, then obviously God has to give us life before we can believe in him. And so that's that's what faith is. It's a gift. Right. And it doesn't come through Christianity. It does not just get passed down from parents to children now you teach it to your children Mm -hmm. but you know you can be raised in the same family as in the same exact teachings Mm -hmm. and going to church and one sibling believes and one does not yeah so it's um it's not a faith that's passed down like that although again you disciple your children you teach your children and you hope that you know the spirit will convict them and and that they will come to faith and that's why we baptize right? right yeah so through so in baptism uh, God is starting. God is starting a relationship with us. Mm-hmm. So you know, we, we use this language about a personal relationship with God, uh, and a re- relationship is a two-way street. So in baptism, God starts a relationship with us. Okay. He claims us as His own. He gives us His Son, mm-hmm. and then He claims us as His son or His daughter. And so that relationship has begun. Now, as the little baby grows up, the function of the church and of the parents mm-hmm. is to raise that child in the faith so that the child can slowly be aware of this relationship in which he or she already stands. Okay. Uh, and then, Lord willing, there will come a time when the child is able to express that on his or her own mm-hmm. uh, and claim it for themselves. Right. Uh, and now, you know, ritually in the church, that time would be confirmation mm-hmm. when a person confirms that the faith they were baptized into is truly their own. They say, yeah, right. yeah I've thought about this, I've researched it, I believe this is true, and I want to claim it as my own too. Uh, so that's that's kind of what happens is, you know, God gives us his son, God gives us the Holy Spirit, and it's through the Holy Spirit that we, that our eyes are open to believe in him. Mm-hmm. And the, the encouraging and hopeful part of it all is that throughout the scriptures, you know, it basically talks about you just need a little faith, right? right. I mean, God says if you're faithful in the little things, you know, he will give you more things to be faithful with. And he also says, like, if you have faith, you know, the yeah. size of a mustard, a mustard seed, seed right. you can move mountains. Right. Which means it's basically God's work. You know, yeah, we trust. That's a great point, yeah. And we have a little bit of faith and we just hold on. And in a time like this, you know, maybe that's all you have is a tiny bit of faith. You're like, how can there possibly be a God when all this is happening? Or how, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And yet... He's just asking for a little bit of faith and trust, um, and then he will do the rest. Right, right. And, you know, the faith that saves is just the size of a mustard seed. It's a mm-hmm. little tiny thing. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you can grow in faith, and I, I think he wants us to grow in faith. He challenges us, us to. But, yeah, saving faith is is just uh, it's a little thing. Mm-hmm. And it's how we please God, right? In, the, in Hebrews it says... Uh, 
without faith, it's impossible it's to impossible please him. It's impossible to please him, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and so, it, it, which, by the way, doesn't mean that all those with faith please him, or that right. none of those without faith are there, you know, sure. therefore uh, under his uh, indignation and scowl, but just, you know, it is by faith that we are brought into a right, right relationship with him, that we recognize God for who he is. Yeah, and um, to grow that faith, um, you know, the scriptures say we need to fan into flame the gift we've been given, and the gift mm-hmm. they're talking about there, I think it's in Timothy, maybe, yeah, yeah. is faith. Yeah. So fan into flame the gift of faith. And we do that by um, remembering what he's done for right. us. And, you know, you always teach about keeping a prayer journal for mm-hmm. that very reason, writing down the things that maybe you're praying about, and then you feel God answering, right. and you write it down, and therefore you're able to fan into flame the, the faith. You know, if you have a little faith, it can be fanned into a greater right. faith. Yeah, and, and that's that's an important thing to do, because if you... If you stop those billows working, it's very easy for the faith to go out. Right? Exactly. And so you got to keep it pumping week after week. Yeah. Which is really the that's one of the main functions of worship, right? Is mm-hmm. that in, as a worship community, we gather together. It's an act of love. Mm-hmm. Worship is how we love God. It's an act of love. It's an act of obedience. But it's also an act of how that that faith is is tended and flamed week after week. And so you know you think as you think through the worship service. You know, we begin by making the sign of the cross, which mm-hmm. is we remember our baptism, that we've right. been marked with the cross of Christ forever. We confess our faith in the creed. Mm-hmm. Uh, we hear God's word. We respond to it with prayer. Right. Uh, and these are all ways that we exercise our faith so that it doesn't uh, atrophy right. and grow weak. Right. And and that's how we can also teach our children if you mm-hmm. remind them um, to give thanks for the good things. Today, mm-hmm. we were, Matthew and I were walking up to the pool. You guys were already there, but right. I wasn't really convinced I was going to swim today. <laughs> I've been doing a lot of that. And so Matthew and I just decided to take a walk. Well, as we're walking past the school, he remembered his friend Ford, who uh-huh. he hasn't seen since the end. So he asked me to text and see if, you know, he, his friend is going to go back to school in person, all this, since we have a choice. So we ended up texting. Um, the dad ended up saying, actually, we're at your pool right now. Yeah. And Matthew and I were almost there on our walk. And Matthew said, this has been the best week of my life. <laughs> it started with, um, he got to go to flag football uh-huh. on Tuesday. Uh, you know, they've been out of sports for a long time. And then on Wednesday, we had this amazing wing fest at our neighbor's house, yeah. this yeah. national day of Wings. wings. I don't know. Don't yeah. ask about it. But anyways, that was one of his things he said was the best. Then he got told that he was getting a dog yeah. the next day. And then he got to see his friend Ford today. So when he said all that, I said, yeah, you know, Matthew, you need to remember that that's all, you know, a gift of God. And he said, thank you, Lord. You yeah. know, he was so happy in his little way. Yeah. And that's that's one way that we fan into flame oh, yeah, the that's gift. A, that's a very important way. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's very, very important is, is to give, uh, to, to see and give thanks when mm-hmm. God moves in your life. Right. Absolutely. And that's kind of a big thing now, this whole gratitude. We talked yeah. about that, you know, gratitude journals and pra- daily practices. It just really helps you not be anxious in times like this, um, just mm-hmm. to, to con- continue to give thanks. Right. And we've talked about that already. We have. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's a very important thing to do. Yeah. So I wanted to, to take a little theological turn, if I could. Uh-oh. Okay, because you know what I, mean, I, I like theology. And okay. so... Uh, so faithfulness is one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit, uh-huh. uh, and that's because God Himself is faithful. So this is from the book of Deuteronomy, and so you know the Lord is, um, the 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 Lord has called His people up out of Egypt. He's made a covenant with them. They're about to cross over into the Promised Land, and Moses gets up and right, you know, makes this long, long speech. Long speech. Uh, but one of the things that Moses says, this is Deuteronomy seven. He calls the Lord a faithful God who keeps covenant and steadfast love. Okay. And that's who God is, right? Mm-hmm. God is faithful. Is that He makes a promise? In this case, He made a promise to the people, the, the Hebrews, the children mm-hmm. of Israel. 
And that promise was itself the the, the result of a, an earlier promise that he had made to yeah. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So yes. he's a faithful God. He makes promises and he keeps them. And so this is part of God's nature. It's part of God's character mm-hmm. is that when he says he's going to do something, right. by golly, he's going to do it. You know, So that's who he is. Unfortunately for us, uh, one of the things that God is faithful about is, is uh, overlooking, forgiving our sin, and redeeming us from it. Right. And so this is from the first letter of John. Not the first chapter of the Gospel of John, but the first letter of John. Okay. And it's something that we confess every single Sunday in church. We say, if, uh, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sin, oh, yeah. God is faithful, faithful and, and just, just to forgive us of our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Mm-hmm. So he's just, right? He doesn't turn a blind eye to our sin. Right. He doesn't say, oh, no big deal. No, he's just. But he's also faithful to forgive us of our sin. Yes. And then to cleanse us from it, to wash us free from it. Uh, so that's one of the things that God does for us. His faithfulness is that when we turn to him, he uh, he, he accepts us. Mm-hmm. So he calls us back. Uh, another passage. This is from um, this is from Paul's letter to Timothy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a very famous passage. It's kind of this, uh, this stair step thing. Oh, where'd it go now? I think it's in two... There he is, Second Timothy. And uh, Paul says this, The saying is trustworthy. If we have died with him, we shall also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he will deny us. But if we are faithless, he remains faithful, mm. for he cannot deny himself. Oh, well. And that's it. That, you know, even though we can be faithless to him, yes. God is always faithful to us. And mm-hmm. for the sake of that faithfulness, he keeps his covenant. He keeps his promise. And then the last point. Uh, you know, Book of Lamentations, this little itty-bitty book in the middle of the Old Testament. It's only three, four chapters long. Most people just flip right over it. Mm-hmm. Very hard book to write because it's Lamentations, right? And oh, so right. it's a poetic description of the city of Jerusalem mourning Lamenting. because mm-hmm. all of her children have gone off into exile. So mm-hmm. just a, oh, it's a really, really heavy, heavy book. But in the midst of this mourning and this dirge comes this one beautiful verse, Great is thy faithfulness, mm. O Lord. Your mercies are new every day. So even in the midst of this, this, uh, this confession that the city of Jerusalem realizes, oh, you know, we are getting what we deserve. Mm-hmm. God called, God sent us prophet after prophet. We would not listen. And now we, we are getting what we deserve. And woe is me, you know, wretched man that I am. Right. And yet there's this ray of hope. But great is thy mm-hmm. faithfulness, O Lord. Your mercies are new every day. Mm-hmm. And that's what, uh, that's what the person holds on to. Uh, is that God is faithful even when we even are faithless. Mm-hmm. And for his sake, God will lead us and call us back. Right. And that's one of the most famous hymns around mm-hmm. from that, right? Great, yeah. is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning yeah. by morning, new mercies I see. see. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, well, you made the point that um, when God says he's going to do something, he does it, mm-hmm. right? The scripture says he sends out his word. It does not come back to him in vain. And, you know, he says he's going to send his son again. That's right. And so we all have a choice to make about what we believe about Jesus, because he will come again. Scripture says he's coming again to judge. And so he will come again. Mm-hmm. And so um, God is faithful. He will come again. And it's up to us to kind of determine how we're going to deal with that. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I think all of us, there there will be uh, there will be an element of, of um, I would say terror, but that's such a politically eroded, uh, yes. rooted word, a, yes. an, uh, an element of fear. Fear. Mm-hmm. Uh, for all of us, because, you know, we're about to face God. We're about mm-hmm. to face the judge of the earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for those of us who have faith in him, those of us who believe in him, there's also joy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one, it's one of them. I think in the Gospel of Luke, uh, Jesus says, uh, and when you see the Son of Man coming, stand up for your redemption is drawing oh, yeah. nigh. I think it it's is this Luke. wonderful mm-hmm. image that when 
when the rest of the world finally realizes, oh boy, I had a, I had a whole lifetime and I blew mm-hmm. it, that you have the redeemed standing up because they know that their redemption yes. is coming near. It's a wonderful image. And that's a good point. It does say in scripture that everyone will know, mm-hmm. right? Every knee shall bow, yeah. it says in Philippians. And so um, that's that's true. Yeah. Everyone will know that he is the Lord at that point. Yeah, and everyone will know. Everyone will, everyone will know that he's coming. Mm-hmm. You know, it says that uh, surely as the lightning flashes in the east and shines all the way to the west, so the whole horizon lights up, so shall it be at the coming of the Son of Man that he's right. not going to like suddenly pop out, you know. Right. Uh, but that it'll be obvious um, when, when he comes, it'll be uh, obvious to everybody. Mm-hmm. And at that moment, everyone will confess that he is Lord. Now, having said that, you know, not all who confess that he is Lord will be saved. Right. Um, and so the, the way... They'll just know he's Lord. Exactly. Right. They, they'll say, oh, I guess you are Lord. Right. Yeah. And the image I use is, uh, the, the, the way I think of it is, um, so Paul says in Philippians that, uh, that every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And if you remember back to uh, to Jesus' first coming, when he would go around casting out demons on several different occasions, the demon-possessed person would kneel down before oh, right. him mm-hmm. and confess with a tongue, I know who you are, the Holy One of Israel. Right. So they, they recognize, they acknowledge that Jesus is Lord, but it doesn't mean that the demons are saved. Exactly. Right? They were cast out of the person, right. cast away from his presence. So too shall it be at the end, that mm-hmm. everyone will confess Jesus is Lord, but some will be cast away. Right. Yeah. Well, on a more hopeful ending, (laughs) (laughs) Um, if you do struggle with faith, you know, just remember that Jesus said even a small, small bit of faith um, is enough. Uh And so we will pray for you. We'll pray that during these times, your faith remains true and strong and the same for us. And next week, we will come at you with self-control after having a dog for a week. Yeah, hopefully we can have something good to talk about. There might be some self-control. Doggy control, I guess, is yeah. what is needed. Well, I don't yeah. know. We'll find out and see. Well, we will find out and see. Hey, before you wrap it up, can I make mm-hmm. one point about Luther? Luther, yes. Yeah, Martin Luther. So, oh, that was going to be on our list, and we forgot. Luther was one of the names. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, okay. we got to well, put that on our voting okay, list. Okay. Uh, so one of the reasons I love Martin Luther so much mm-hmm. is that he he had a, a bead on God's faithfulness like no like no one else before or since. Okay. Uh, as, you know, the, the, the Lutheran Reformation essentially came down to this insight that Luther, no matter what he did, no matter how hard he tried, he was always faithless, and he was always going to be faithless. Mm-hmm. He could never, by his own strength or power, do what God asked him to do. And when he finally recognized that, he was despairing. Mm-hmm. But then he saw that though I am faithless, yet he is faithful. God is faithful. And he cannot deny himself. Mm-hmm. And he has sent his son to redeem me. He has given his son to me. And because mm-hmm. of what God has done, I am saved. Mm-hmm. And when that, when Luther finally allowed himself to believe that, it was like the heavens were open and he realized that we're, we're saved. We're saved by faith. Right. Not by anything we do, but by what God has done for us. Right. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Now, did he use the word faithless or did he just mean he just didn't have enough faith? Oh, he used all kinds of words. Yeah, I, mean, he I remember. He, well, he was kind of a despondent guy. Yeah, that's why I like him so much. Yeah. I know. He was, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he spoke about having insufficient faith. Yeah, but not faithless, uh, right? Because, I mean, no, that he, was his life. Right, so he yeah, would talk about... he had about, to have some kind of you know, faith. He spoke about faithless as people who have no faith whatsoever. Yes, about, right? so he would, so like we mm-hmm. said, just a little faith, and look what just it did for faith. Luther when he, when he realized that that was enough. Mm-hmm. Amen. Right. Amen. Next time with self-control and a dog. And a dog. Oh, yeah, the dog might be barking. I know, that'll be great. Oh, no.